All right, MMA fans, I'm here with. Good, very good, thank you. Um, the weigh just got done. So, uh, I'm free, but I've been pulled to one side to do a little interview with my man Tudor from Italy. Oh, thank so, you. So, yeah, no, I'm fantastic. I'm a massive fan of your work, and, you know, to be speaking to you right now, I mean, this is something that childhood dreams are made of. <laughs> No, actually, I'm, I'm, of course, it's the contrary, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, no. I'm a huge fan of your thank work. You, I appreciate that. I followed your career, actually, I also read your book. Oh, really? Oh, thank yeah. you. I apologize. Quitters. No, yeah. why? Why do you apologize? I like it. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. okay. Thank you. Thank Quitter, you. Yeah. Quitters never win. Quitters never win. That's yeah. a, a very good read. Thank you. Um, so, the last time the UFC was here in the United Kingdom for a pay-per-view for a numbered event, you headlined it. Yep. It was in 2016. You fought with Dan Henderson. You defended the belt on that occasion, the, the middleweight championship, of, of course. What's, you, what's your recollection of memories from that yeah. night, from that occasion? Well, I mean, I've got a lot of memories. Uh, not too many from the actual fight itself, because <laughs> when he connected with those right hands, he nearly knocked me unconscious, sadly. Um, but, but for Leon Edwards, yeah, it, for me, when I had that fight in 2016, it was a massive event and a massive event for British mixed martial arts, you know. Having a champion is huge. It's huge for the growth of the sport. And this weekend, Leon Edwards, of course, there's a lot of pressure on him because he's the champion. And he's got a really tough fight in Kamaru Usman. But also for the development and the growth of mixed martial arts, not only in the UK, but throughout Europe. This is a pay-per-view, prime time, Saturday night, you know, not at five o'clock in the morning like mine. So, you know, there's a lot of new people gonna watch this. It's a big event. There's a lot of media covering this. So you know, there's a little bit of extra pressure on Leon's shoulders there, but he's the champion for a reason. I'm sure he's gonna do just fine. March, 2020, COVID-19 outbreak. The UFC was supposed to be here, you know, to yeah. uh, hold an event <coughs> here in, uh, in London. Uh, again, 2022, the UFC returned. Were you expecting the UFC to have such a great impact and such uh, such a great success after the COVID nineteen uh, outbreak here in the United yeah, Kingdom. Yeah. Well, last year when they came back in March, Tom Aspinall versus Alexander Volkov, I think it was. Yes. The, um, the crowd was just incredible, you know. And Dane really feeds off that. Dane was there in the building; he was just a few seats down from me. Obviously, it's his show, and the crowd was unbelievable. And I think when Dana realised that and he saw that, and he's always loved coming to the UK, he's like, "We've got to come back here." And then, of course, they did again in July, and that was another tremendous event. Uh, and, yeah, it looks like we're going to get more and more fights here. So, yeah, it's fantastic for the British MMA public. There is something that you mentioned that caught my attention, and it was, you said something that, you know, having a UFC champion here in the United Kingdom, it's huge for the UK uh, yeah. MMA movement. Um, you were one of the pioneers. You saw the development of the UK movement. But at the same time, you, at a certain point in your career, you moved to the United States, yep. you trained over there. Um, so how big is it to have a UFC champion who trained locally? Yeah, too much is made of that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, like for me, yeah, I, I'm English. I'm from a town called Clitheroe. You know, I, I was raised there. I trained there. I lived there. I made it to the UFC there. And I had many, many fights whilst living and training in England, you know what I mean? But then life happens, you know, and I was with a manager that was, we'll put it like this, there was, it wasn't going well. It wasn't going well. So then I had a fight coming up. I had no team, I had no management and I had connections in the, in the, in the States. So I went out there. Some fighters do that. Some fighters don't do that. 
all that matters is winning Saturday night. There's a lot of people, I've seen a few people talking about, oh, I'm so proud to do it here in England, and, and I'm, and which is great, which is fantastic, but the main thing is winning. Mm. It doesn't matter where you train. If you step in there and lose, that's, that, 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 that's the narrative. That's what happens. So whatever's best for the fighter, and if that's training at home with their team and, and you know, and that's, they get the best out of their camps that way, 100% do that. If it's going somewhere else, if they haven't got the resources, if they haven't got the training partners, you know, then you've got to move. You've got to make sacrifices. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, it's, there's been some narrative that, oh, you're selling out. Mm-hmm. No, you're not selling out. You're trying to make the most of your goddamn career because you only get one shot at this. You know what I mean? If that means you've got to go to another country, then so be it. You know what I mean? Because the British people will still support you. you still got a British passport. You're still born here. You're still repping the Union Jack or, or whatever country it is that you come from. Yeah, yeah. You know, the main thing is, is winning in the cage, right? That's first and foremost. And, and you've got to do that by getting the best training partners possible. And of course, the proof of that is you were always chanted here in the United Kingdom. You always had, uh, yeah. always had a huge support well, from, I mean, from listen, Manchester. Uh, Leon's Manchester. got a great team. He's got a fantastic team up there. He's got some tremendous training partners. So he doesn't need to move, you know. Uh, some people do, some people don't. Like, uh, who was it? Oh, what's his name? He went over to American Top Team for this one. Is it Jake Hadley? Anyway, there's one of the other British guys on the card tonight, sorry. Chris Duncan, I believe. Oh, Chris Duncan, that's right. Yeah, he went out and trained the American top team, you know. Some people do that, some people don't do that, you know. It's not a reflection on the fighter. It's not a reflection on their loyalty or anything like that. It's a reflection on them doing what's best for them in that moment, trying to maximise the opportunity of a career, of a life-changing career. Simple as that. UFC 286 is headlined by the rubber match between Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman. I would like to ask you, how do you see it going down this time? Yeah. Uh, th- this time there will be no altitude, there will be yeah, no, yeah. Uh, let's put the ladies, no all external factors who can impact. Yeah. Well, I can't give a prediction because I'm commentating the fight, so that would be disrespectful to both men. But um, you know, not necessarily it, yeah, a prediction, but yeah, perhaps. Yeah, you don't know. worry, I got you, brother. I was about to. I was about to. You know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Whoa, what are you doing? Come on. Uh, uh, no. Uh, so, listen. It comes down to this: Can Leon keep the fight on the feet? Mm. And I know that's really simplifying it, but that's what this fight is. Kamaru has a huge advantage in the wrestling department. He has an advantage in the ability to mix it up and to go from the striking to the wrestling and to keep your opponent guessing. But on the feet, Leon's a superior guy. Simple as that. We saw what happened last time out. And let's be honest, it's not like Leon's knocking everybody out. But I think last time, knocking out Kamaru Usman, who was the pound-for-pound number one at the time, that's given him tremendous confidence. And confidence is a great thing to have. makes you commit to your shots a little bit more. But he can't plant his feet early. He's got to dance around. He's got to utilise a lot of movement because Kamaru's going to be coming for him. Kamaru knows he's at the end of his career. If Kamaru loses this one, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him retire. You know what I mean? Because he's been there. He's done it. He's defended the belt five times. Other than George St. Pierre is the greatest welterweight that we've ever seen and one of the best fighters we've ever seen. He's made a lot of money. He's changed his circumstances. He's got financial security. And he's almost, I think he's 36. You know what I mean? So if he loses again, what is he going to do? Is he going to go back and become a contender? Maybe. Maybe he does that and tries to fight his way back to the belt. And I respect that if he does. But also if he says, you know what? I came here. I've made my mark on this sport and I'm gonna walk away. I respect that as well. So that makes Kamaru very dangerous in his own right. You know what I'm saying? Because he knows, you know, could this be the final dance? Is this a chance to get respect back? Is it personally to get revenge on Leon? 
because you know Leon obviously is relishing this moment. He's he's talking a bit of trash. He's letting Kamaru know and reminding him. You know, at the press conference, Kamaru had a good line. He was like, "Oh, what's your excuse for those three rounds when I battered you from pillar to post or whatever?" Yeah. And Leon said, "Well, what's your excuse for the fucking head kick?" Yeah. You know, and it was a great comeback. You know, so they both had some good moments. It's been a great build up to the fight. It's very personal, and I can't wait for it to go down. You're regarded as the best MMA fighter coming out of the United Kingdom. Where do you think Leon Edwards is? Well, he's the champion of the world. He's the champion of the world, for crying out loud. And he did it by beating um, the pound for pound number one at the time, you know, which is a fictional or opinion-based title to have. But even still, to be in the discussion for it is incredible. Um, I mean, Leon's the man right now. You know, he, he is one of the pound for pound best on the planet. And he's the best fighter we've got right now. The good news is for British MMA, there's a lot of other options as well. You know, Arnold Allen's got a big fight against Max Holloway. If he gets that done, he's going to be fighting for a belt next. Tom Aspinall's coming back, and he's going to be he's going to be a champion pretty soon. You know, him and John Jones, what a fight that would be. You know, yeah, British MMA is in a great place. Do you have any updates on your uh, cinema career? Cinema career. Um, <laughs> I do actually, yes. Yeah. So I got a film coming out later this year called Red Sonia. Uh, in the oh, 80s, nice. yeah, there was a film called Red Sonia. I loved it as a kid, actually. So uh, there was a remake of that. So I play a character called Hawk. I was out in Bulgaria for about 10 weeks. Uh, and then I've got another film that I'm doing. I'll be shooting off in a, about a month or so. Uh, Den of Thieves 2 with Gerard Butler. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm chipping away at that stuff. I never thought I'd be having these conversations, but I do enjoy it. And still manage to get um, the opportunities here and there. And it's good for me because it gives me something to train for. You know, I do miss that competitiveness of training for a fight, you know, and I still work out every day, but when you know you've got to move in, then you dial it in a little bit because, you know, you don't want to look like a fat bastard on camera like I do right now. So diet starts Monday. I say that every Sunday. <laughs> Mike, thank you very much. Cheers, it was mate. a pleasure for me. And My pleasure. Best of luck with all uh, your projects. Thank you very much.